Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a special guest today, Bob Higley. As a television industry veteran, Bob has over 30 years and probably more than that of experience, including CEO of Uplift T. TV, CEO of Parables TV, Vice President of Distribution for TBN, and Vice President of Affiliate Relations at TCT Network. Bob has a thorough knowledge of the cable, satellite broadcast, and streaming TV. Welcome to Shape by Faith, Bob. Thank you, Teresa. It's good being here. Yeah, it's and I would love at some point in the interview, um, we could maybe share how we first met, but I'm just thankful that God connected both of us. And I love how he does that, you know, um, when you don't know someone and then all of a sudden you meet someone and you realize that was a God connection and you are a God connection uh, for me and my husband, Robin, and we had a lot of fun. Um, when we met you and came down and, and we did that show, um, I want the listeners to get to know you and, and you know, where you came from and, and how God has led you each step of the way when you um, accepted him into your life. So when did you become passionate about allowing Jesus Christ into every area of your life? Uh, well, Teresa, that was, I was in the Air Force and I had, you know, believe it or not, I came to uh, a wake-up call in my life, and God has to do this. You know, and I, I was raised, you know, Christian. We didn't go to church all the time, but I knew, I knew what it was like to be in church. And, and, and when it really came down to it, obviously, you know, when you're in trouble, you pray to God. But this was a time in my life where I was in the, the Air Force. I was a medic, and, uh, and I was— you know, on the weekends, just like a lot of the guys I hung around with, uh, go to the bars and and uh, have you know, and we call it you party on the weekend and all. Uh, and uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, we we were we both had been raised Christian, but you know, we go to the bars and things like that. So it, it we really weren't serving the Lord. Uh, and so through that, you know, every once in a while, I, you know, admit I'd smoke pot and all, and I had. Uh, I had been asked by, uh, I was, you know, living in the dormitory, you know, Joni lived on the base with her father. He was a, a big, you know, master sergeant in the Air Force. So I, I definitely had to watch my P's and Q's, you know, because <laughs> her, her dad outranked me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, but I, you know, I lived in the dormitory you know, with all the other medical staff. Uh, and uh, one of the guys asked me to take him to the airport. Well, we were so far north in Michigan. Uh, it was a strategic air command base, you know, the big B-52s. And uh, so I had to drive him over to Canada to get to a larger airport so he could fly back to New York. And so my gift, instead of giving me like five bucks for gas, he gave me a couple uh, joints, you know, marijuana cigarettes. And so uh, I just stuck them in my, my front pocket and coming, uh, and oh, by the way, we did smoke. <laughs> we smoked one there at the airport. <laughs> and it was winter there. It's always winter up in northern Michigan. So yes. driving back, I think I forgot to to air out my car. And, and I, I think when I got to the border and rolled my window down, maybe a, a, a cloud of smoke came out, I guess, because the, the guy said, uh, oh, I need to check your car, you know, and I'm, uh, I'm thinking, wonder why he would do that. So 
Um, and, and so he found some pill of violet pills and it was my friend that I had taken to the airport and I denied it because it was not mine. So then they searched me. So got my, uh, uh, my two joints and I was arrested, uh, taken to the, uh, uh, Michigan state police. Well, there you just paid a hundred dollar fine and, and you were released. And, uh, Joni, uh, at the time, my girlfriend, now my wife, she actually come and rescued me, picked me up. Uh, but it was, uh, two weeks later when the air force, uh, the mass, uh, or my first sergeant at the hospital I worked at. By the way, I was an EMT, emergency medical technician. So, okay. so, um, so he called me down as I've said, hey, I see here in the newspaper, you were arrested for possession of marijuana. I said, yes. He said, well, uh, we're going to have to charge you in the Air Force. I said, well, I was already charged. I paid my fine. He says, oh, no, you're in the Air Force. You're going to have to be charged. You. So I had to go through a whole drug rehab program. They started investigating who my friends were. And I started telling all my friends, hey, look, I'm quitting all this. Uh, I, and so it's best for us not to hang around each other anymore. Well, they, they agreed with that. And so uh, uh, I started, uh, and one of the guys they knew that, you know, was not a party guy and he was a very nice guy. His name was Doug. He ended up being for, uh, the best man at, my, at our wedding. Uh, he invited me to chapel to watch a movie. Now, it's a good thing he said movie because I was avoiding church in those days. Uh, you know, a lot of times I'd be invited to church by the Christians in the dormitory. And, I, and, and those, we call them the Bible thumbers. They're always carrying their Bible and they were always trying to get us to go to church. Well, Doug didn't carry around a Bible. Uh, he was kind of a secret agent Christian, I guess. So he invited me to, <laughs> to chapel to watch a movie. And I thought, oh, movie's okay. I even called Joni and said, hey, we're going to watch this movie. So she came up there. And so um, after the movie, that's when they invited us into a, a praise and worship service. Well, I had never seen anything like that. People raising their hand. The music was good. Guitars. I love, I play guitar and I loved all that. And it just, I thought, whatever these people have, I want to have. And uh, so Joni and I started attending that. It was uh, basically, there were, it was all part of the charismatic uh, uh, prayer movement that was going on in those days. So we started attending that and eventually uh, uh, went to an Assembly of God church. Uh, uh, it seemed like a month or two later. And that's where we really grew in the Lord, uh, just read the Bible uh, and uh, the, the words, I love reading the words of Christ and read it just seemed like they amplified even when I, when I was reading it just echoed in my spirit. Uh, we wanted everything the Lord uh, had for us, all the fruits of the spirit, all uh, and, and to be able to uh, totally transform our lives, which was very easy because now we had something to fill us, uh, fill us that void. We didn't have to go out and party on the weekends. We didn't have to hang around the wrong crowd. We now uh, started hanging around uh, people that uh, love the Lord. Uh, and that's where the scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm -hmm. That became my anchor scripture for my life. And I even, uh, and then and one one day, uh, I Joni says well, at night, I thought it was bright as day. I said, Joni, we need to get married, you know, because we're just dedicated Christians. Like, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, this we're supposed to get married. It was just like, it was, you know, I didn't know you're supposed to go out and, you know, plan it out and buy roses and have someone <laughs> be a photographer. And, you know, you got everything set up just right. And you get on your knee at the chosen oh, moment. Oh, my goodness. We just did it out of the out of our heart spontaneously. So we got married and I had that scripture read at our wedding. 
So that became the base of our lives. And, you know, 44 years later, we are still happily married and serving the Lord. Wow, that's an incredible story. Um, you know, it sounds to me, Bob, that, that God definitely um, placed a person in your life, gave you an opportunity, you know, through that divine connection, led you um, to Christ in a way that you would respond to with a movie and then after that praise and worship. And I think God just does that for each one yeah. of us. He, he meets us like right where we're at. And it also sounds like he definitely accelerated um, your walk with him because you were on fire. You wanted to know all about him. And so did Joni. And, and that takes obedience. You know, it definitely takes obedience because we've got a choice to say yes, Lord, or no, or I'm going to do it halfway or do some of this, but you were all in and God's been so faithful to you. I love that scripture verse. It's also my um, anchor scripture and I love it. And it's, it's something that I depend upon the word. Um, I, I know we've only got a very short time left here in this segment. So um, we're going to get into in this next segment, we're going to talk about um, what it was like being a DJ and, and how you got involved in that field. So let's take a quick break right here, and then we'll come back and hear more from Bob Higley on Shape by Faith. So everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Um, Bob Higley is the guest today. And Bob, I loved hearing your story. Um, wow, how amazing, you know, and what God has done in your life. You've got a lot of years underneath your belt in the television, um, in the streaming television, in the cable, in the satellite, in the broadcast. And you've been CEO of several different uh, television networks, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that. So let's let's start um, where you started. So I understand you volunteered as a disc jockey in radio while serving in the Air Force, right? Yes, yes, uh, and and that was because it's not that I was seeking out being a DJ. I was a an EMT. Uh, you know, uh, worked in the emergency room. Uh, I then switched over to allergy immunology. So I was, uh, that was really close cool, to an allergy test and, you know, giving, talking about flu shots, you know, we had to give 10,000 people, me and another guy that ran the allergy clinic, the immunizations, we had to give 10,000 guys a, oh. their flu shot every year. Oh, so wow. I'm doing that by day. But at nighttime, I, you know, one night I was listening to the Air Force radio station and I, I, I didn't listen because I thought, oh, I'll volunteer. I just happened to be listening to see what it was all about. And they announced they were looking for volunteers. Uh, and I thought, wow, this would be fantastic. Because prior to that, I remember, you know, I, would, I was buying Christian albums like crazy. You know, and I gave away my Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd albums and all that. And I was buying all these, you know, all of these Christian rock albums, you know, Larry Norman and Resurrection Band and Petra and all them. So uh, I thought, I remember telling Joni I would record and put them on my cassette in the car. I go, wonder why there's no Christian state radio stations up here in northern Michigan. You know, and so God just heard that. And, and so one night I turned on the Air Force radio station, right the very moment they're saying, we're looking for volunteer DJ or yeah, DJs. Uh, and so I applied and went through three months of training and they, and the manager called me and said, Hey, I understand you passed. 
Well, I'm going to give you a radio show. What do you want to play? You know, this is 1978. You know, just you want to play disco, top 40, rock. What do you want to play? And I said, well, I want to play Christian rock. And he goes, what is that? You know, he had heard a gospel. So I thought, you know, I brought an Amy Grant album with me. And I said, well, listen to it. Sounds like top 40. And he loved it. Mm-hmm. So he gave me a, a, a one night a week radio show. It was like at eight at night. I had like prime time almost. So it was wow. really cool. A two hour block. And I called it conversion rock. You know, I wanted to try to lure people in like, what's conversion rock? You know, well, I want to convert them. Right. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah. So that that went on for two years. And Joni and I felt led to get out of the Air Force and everybody was trying to stop us like no don't you know you shouldn't do that but we were led you know of the lord that he was going to direct our paths and we did not see our path continuing in the air force so we got out on faith uh and we thought okay let's go stay with my mom in detroit for a month and then if that doesn't we don't get a job there we'll go to your parents in gulfport mississippi they're right near the ocean and uh and we'll stay there for a month and so so we took one week off and then the night before, I remember it was going to be a Monday. We had taken a week off, just a vacation after being in the Air Force. And I said, let's pray and go out and, and get a job. I'll go to the uh, hospital. Like, oh, by the way, well, you're a secretary. You could probably apply too. So we went and both applied at the local hospital. But when we came back home, my mom said, you're not going to believe uh, the local Christian TV studio called and they want they want me to come down and interview me because I had called in and said that that she her back was healed watching the TV show. Wow. And they wanted to like hear all about this. And I said, well, mom, I'll drive you down there. You know, so here I wore casual clothes to the hospital. But for some reason, I put on a suit to go down to this TV studio. And uh, so when I get down there, you, you know, they interviewed some other people before my mom. She was the last one to be interviewed. I have no idea what they said, you know, what my mom and the the host of the show were saying, because I was so mesmerized by the lights, cameras, and all the action going on. I could hear the floor director whispering in the headphones. I could see the cameraman whispering here a little bit here or there. It was just so amazing. I thought, you know, wow, this is something, you know, it would be great if I could work here. Well, when the show ended, my mother and the host of the show walked, you know, walked over to me. And the host starts talking right away. He said, Bob, your mother told me that you were in the Air Force and that you uh, actually had a radio show, you know, all the equipment and everything. We would love to hire you because the sound man uh, just gave us his two-week notice. And I go, wow. I said, yes, I'd love to work here. (laughs) So (laughs) do you see how God directs your past? Yes. Perfect timing. And so uh, from there, I, you know, I, I did audio for a year and a half, but I really set my sights on everything else. And I asked him, his name was Richard, uh, the host of the show. He, and he, that was his ministry. And it was on, it wasn't just on anywhere. It was on a major TV station in Detroit, Michigan. That's a top five market at that time it was top five market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a huge deal and they didn't have cable back then. So everybody was, you know, they had about 10 stations to choose from. So uh, I, I said, hey, I love everything about all this. Can I learn, uh, like, learn camera and directing? And he said, sure, just come in early and sit in with the other guys or, go, you know, do camera on your own or whatever. So I, I learned everything within a year and a half, and then he had me uh, become the director. Wow. So from there, I was there um, six years. And so I was for, so for about a little over four years, I was doing everything. 
uh, directing, editing, producing. We were bringing on other clients. And then it came a point where uh, he said, we're, you know, things weren't going well for the for their donations. It was a time when Jimmy Swagger, Jim Baker, and all of them were, there was a lot of, uh, of negativity in, in Christian television because of the scandals. This was in the 80s. Right. So donations went way down. And so um, uh, I started applying for uh, other jobs just in case. We even told me we're, we may have to cut back to part time. Well, I'm thinking, you know, Joni and I now are proof we have three children that so we, we can't live on part time income. So uh, I sent my resume to uh, TBN. Mm-hmm. And it took a while. I got 11 rejection letters. I sent, uh, uh, no, I sent 11 resumes out to all the stations and one to headquarters. I got, I got literally got 11 rejection letters. So one of them never came back, but, but it took, you know, God had a timing for me right. for some reason. He wanted me to be in the right spot. And uh, I, I was even trying to get a job at the local uh, high school directing the football games. And I got beat out by a younger guy. And I'm saying, Lord, Lord, Lord. He wanted me to really trust him and uh, not to go out there and try to get other jobs to stick with Christian. And my mom came over and she said, what's wrong with you? And I go, well, I can't even get it. You know, TBN is giving me all these rejection letters. I can't even get hired by the local high school to direct uh, the football game. She goes, give me that hand. And she jerked me out of the chair and she started praying that God opened that door with TBN, and I pray he gets hired and blah, 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 right? Well, it seemed like a few days later, I got the call from TBN that we want to interview you for a job. And oh, wow. After you had a rejection letter from them? Oh, yes. And, and uh, what had happened, one, one manager never uh, sent me a rejection letter. He sent it right to Paul Crouch himself. Everybody else was just sending me a form letter, like we don't have an opening, but one of them went right to Paul Crouch. So his secretary called me and said, yeah, Mr. Crouch wants to fly you to California, interview you. Well, I, you know, my resume said that I could direct, I could uh, edit and I could produce. Right. Well, they were wanted to hire me as station manager. Wow. wow. You know, and uh, so I went out there like now I'm totally praying and fasting and everything. I'm saying, I got this is a big job to try. I thought there would be a line of people trying to get it. And that's a big deal. TBN. It was a big deal. So. Uh, so anyway, should I leave that for a cliffhanger uh, for the <laughs> or no, we got, <laughs> no, we've got some time. Go ahead. OK, well, so so I get there and and uh, Paul Crouch interviews me and he he says, I know you're, you're you can be a director and producer. That's great. And we want you to do that for our Indianapolis station. He said, but Bob. I also want you to run the station and I believe you can do it. And I see in my resume, I did graduate with a, uh, a bachelor's of business administration degree. So okay. for some reason, God had me get a business degree. I'm saying, Lord, should I get a, a TV production degree and no, a business degree? So that's what led me through my management. That's how I was able to really jump up the management uh, ladder uh, at TBN. And within five years, I was vice president. So uh, God has a purpose for all that. And he had ordered my footsteps uh, in that. He absolutely did and does. And you are living out Proverbs 3, 5, 6, without a doubt. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right, exactly. We're going we're to need to take a real quick break here again. So when we come back, we're going to hear more from Bob Higley. Everyone stay tuned. 
Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Okay, we're speaking with Bob Higley. Bob, you've got a lot of years of experience in the television industry, and you worked for TBN for 27 years. And that's a long time. That's a big chunk of time. And then God led you to a smaller TV network called Parables. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, I know just in seconds here to, you know, to go over that whole career, but God uh, moved me from station management to the, and, and I mentioned the other second, the vice president level, but God was preparing my heart. Uh, and I was doing a lot of distribution deals, getting TV on cable and satellite companies all over America, help get it into a uh, hundred million homes. Uh, but I always uh, in the, in the back of my mind, and I think in my soul, that uh, the whole idea of reaching people was more than just sermons. You know, get, and I just look at you know, there's got to be movies, and Christian movies were starting to come out more and more and more. And I started saying there should be a Christian movie network. So even prior to me leaving TBN, I had already was talking about uh, we need a Christian movie network, and even pitched it to Paul Crouch while I was there uh, before he passed away. Well, Paul didn't think there was a need for it uh, because he said there's just not enough movies yet. And he was probably right about that. Uh, but when Paul Crouch passed away, um, and I had been reporting to him for really 20 of those 27 years, reporting directly with him and sometimes traveling with him and all that. So we got close. I looked at him as a mentor mm-hmm. to me. And so when he passed away, I felt a release, Teresa, from TBN. I didn't know what was going to happen next. And it took 10 more months before uh, uh, the, you know, I was asked by a CEO of Olympusat that had already started the Parables Movie Network. And I was aware of it. And so he asked me uh, to come and run it. So I was so excited about it. And here, Parables was the world's smallest network. I'm going, so I went into prayer and fasting and said, Lord, uh, you know, do you truly, are you going to bless this? Are you going to lead me? Is this a path where you want me to go? Because I am getting ready to leave the world's largest Christian network to literally go to the world's smallest. <laughs> and the Lord started really downloading into me the whole concept of why Parables, not just Parables, the movie network. Mm-hmm. But parables itself, how he communicated to uh, first his disciples and then the tens of thousands that started coming to his sermons and like the Sermon on the Mount. And everywhere he went, he would tell parables. And Teresa, he did half and half. Half the time he was talking about his story based. People can remember stories better. They can relate to him. And the other half of his communication was sermons. Yeah. So right then I said, wow, Lord, I said, that's amazing. We didn't really get that memo at TBN. You know, I love TBN, but we were mainly preaching and teaching mm-hmm. at TBN. So I saw what the Lord was saying was the, the balance to communicate would be stories and sermons. So, so I was said, and the Lord gave me, yes, go and work at parables. He was leading me there. So, uh, so I went and started uh, with parables and parables is all movies. But I didn't know, I had no idea that Tom, at, the CEO of Olympusat, was going to launch a new network called Uplift TV four months later. Had no idea he had that plans for that. 
And when he launched that, that was a clean slate. Like parables is all movies, right? Yes. But Uplift was like, okay, you know, Bob, I want you to run it. You're going to be the CEO and program it and do everything. And that's when I said, Lord, you prepared from that prayer and fasting about this, the parables and the sermons. And, and what we were allowed to do is bring movies from the Parables TV network and put it on Uplift. And we went out and got the best ministry show. So we literally created Uplift with a balance of story-based programs in the form of scripted movies. And, uh, and they're all inspirational Christian movies and TV series and documentaries. And then the other half was the, the ministry shows. So that was, uh, that, that was the birth of Uplift TV. And so at that point, we, you know, me and my staff, you know, I had, I had uh, one that was handling the movie side and one that was handling the ministry side, the two VPs. Uh, we now need to get some original, innovative shows. Well, Teresa, that's when you came on the scene. A friend of mine uh, introduced me to your show. And before we knew it, we had you at our studios down in West Palm Beach. Remember that? It was so much fun <laughs> bringing that uh, stability ball in there, having Robin blow them up in the lobby area. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun um, doing that. And I'm very thankful that God connected us. I mean, because it was him for sure. Yeah. And you brought the, you know, your shape by faith show. I think we were going to put you on. We had a show called Uplifting People. Mm -hmm. But then the, when we learned more, more about what you were doing and a whole unique idea of shape by faith, uh, that's where we started getting. But we kind of did a version of that uh, for uh, Uplift TV. Uh, but then, then you went out and produced the whole show. Uh, and uh, now I understand you're now a success story. And that show is going all over the world and many different networks too. Yes. And it goes back to Proverbs 3, 5, 6, Bob, as you well know, trust in the Lord and, you know, pray fast, go to him and he will open up those doors and it's in his timing. And you said that in the second segment, you know, it's God's time frame, and yes, that's what yes. he's done. And it doesn't matter where you live. God knows where you live. It doesn't matter your location. God knows exactly where you're at. And when it's time, it's time. And I give all praise and glory to him. There's no way I could have done that. So I'm thankful, though, for meeting you and getting to know you and, and continuing the ongoing relationship with you. And I, I love what God's doing. I love Christian media. We need more of it, you know? Yes. Well, Teresa, I know God has guided us together. And I know there's, I, I really believe there's going to be many more things to come in the future. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what unfolds through uh, God's work in both of us. Yes. Amen to that. Well, we need to close out, Bob. We could sit here and talk for I know. you know <laughs> hours, but I'm going to yes, have you come yes. back on um, maybe in a, about six more months, have you back on. But thank you so much for coming on Shape by Faith. Yes. Well, God bless you very much. Keep thank up the great you. work. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, uh, for listening to Shape by Faith. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. <laughs> 